0: all right well are you trying to become a better baseball play-by-play announcer well this is the right place because today we have part two how to do baseball play-by-play Welcome to the Sportscasters Club radio show, where it's all about becoming a better sportscaster and a better sports fan. And now your host, a man who began his sportscasting career by sleeping on hotel floors during road trips, Rick Schultz. I think baseball play by play is one of the most romanticized parts of sports broadcasting. So many of us that have been in this industry got into the industry because at one point, maybe we were eight, 10, 12, we were listening to a game, we were watching a game, and we said, You know what? I want to broadcast baseball on TV or on radio. I want to be a baseball play by play announcer. I know I had that moment and perhaps you did as well and that's why we're taking part in this series, this three-part series, How to Do Baseball Play-by-Play. Today is part two. Last week we covered part one of the three keys to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. Last week key number one was attention to detail and we covered that at length. Today we're going to get into part two and again This is not an exhaustive list of what you need to do, and it's not a complete guide to doing baseball play-by-play. We go much deeper, both in our VIP membership community, where sports broadcasters collaborate with each other, they learn, they have a lot of new material, and they really get deep into these different areas of broadcasting, play-by-play, color reporting, studio hosting, etc., and also on our online course. But what we're doing today is just giving three keys, today is part two, three keys that'll help you lay the groundwork, lay the foundation, and if you take these three keys to heart and you improve upon each one of them, you'll be a better play-by-play broadcaster than you were before, no question about it. So today is key number two, and I'll have that for you next. Have you been searching for a community where you can connect with aspiring sportscasters, established sports broadcasters, and serious sports fans? Are you looking for a place where you can network, improve your skills, and grow your career? Come join our exclusive Sportscasters Club VIP membership community. Go to sportscastersclub.com and click on Membership. That's sportscastersclub.com and click on Membership. And during our grand opening, use the promo code SPORTS to save 50%. So join our exclusive VIP community today. Visit SportsCastersClub.com and click on membership. We'll see you there. So about 25 years ago, I was broadcasting in the minor leagues, professional baseball. And at the time, I was with a Tampa Bay Devil Ray affiliate. And I had a tape that I was really proud of. I put together my demo tape, my air check. And I brought it in to a, a top sports radio executive in a major market in America. And we sat down in his office. And he said, okay, Rick, let me hear your stuff. And I pressed play on the tape. And for the next 10, 15 minutes, we listened to my play-by-play. Just he and I. And this is a gentleman who hires and fires to this day in sports radio. Very well-respected, great guy. And if he hears this, perhaps he'll remember that conversation. If not, I should remind him. And after a while, he stopped my tape and he said, okay, here's the first thing I want to work on. And that's what I'm going to share with you today here on the Sportscasters Club Online Radio Show. This is our second key to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. And he looked at me and he said, baseball is a game with its own cadence, its own rhythm, its own tempo. It's unlike any other sport because 95% of the broadcast is downtime. Maybe 5% is actual ball in play. And so a lot of what you're doing is preparing for the next pitch and then describing what happens on that pitch. And so key number two, our second key, the one that we're gonna talk about today, is varying your cadence, varying your cadence. So cadence is your rhythm, it's your tempo, it's the rhythm of the game. Baseball's cadence is prolonged downtime and then a quick burst of action, and then prolonged downtime, another burst of action. And those bursts of action can be one second with a pitch, or it can turn into 5, 10, 20, 30 seconds, depending on what occurs on the field. So that's the cadence of baseball. Every sport is different. Basketball, hockey, they have more of a continued action-packed cadence. Football has its own rhythm. Downtime, 30 seconds then the play, which might take 10, 20, 30 seconds, and then downtime. So it's a little bit more of an even split compared to baseball, where it's 90, 95% downtime, and then 5% action. So where last week's key was attention to detail, today we're talking about varying your cadence. And with baseball, being that the cadence is so important, being that the rhythm is downtime, followed by quick bursts of action. You want your broadcasting style to accurately capture that cadence. And this is what this top radio executive was explaining to me that day, 25 years ago. He said, you don't want your discussions and your tidbits and all the things that you fill that 95% with, you don't want that to sound the same as that 5% where the ball's in play, where there's action, where there's a pitch, there's a hit, there's something going on on the field. You want that to sound different. And I had some follow-up questions about it. I I understood what he was saying, but I think I wanted a little bit more from him as far as examples. And he said, I should be able to listen to your tape, maybe in in fast speed. And at the time, it was cassettes that we were listening to. And he said, I should be able to tell just by, let's say I was fast forwarding and, and hearing you in the chipmunk voice, you know, when you speed it up to twice, twice as fast or on our phones when we can listen to a, a podcast or something, one times the speed, two times the speed, whatever it might be. He said, I should be able to tell from that where your downtime is and where the action is occurring because your intensity should pick up as the action does. So he said, you want to have a clear-cut delineation when you're describing the action, whether it's on radio or TV. This happened to be radio we were listening to. And you want to have a clear delineation between that and the downtime. So, for example, let's say I'm calling a baseball game and I'm in my natural Flow, my conversational flow. Let's say it's mid fourth inning, two to one ball game. And I'm describing outfield swung around to the right. This is a big spot for the Mets as they're two games back here early on in the season. Pitches high, ball one. And did you see there? I did not change my intensity, I didn't change my cadence. My voice was very similar when I was describing the action in between pitches as to what it was when I described the pitch. If you need to listen to that back, simply rewind 15, 30 seconds or whatever and listen to it again. That was an example of of a suboptimal way to do it. So a better way to do it would be 2-1 to game here, fourth inning. Outfield swung around to the right. Big spot for the Mets. And the 2-1 pitch. High. Ball three. And you can see how, when I said it that time, the action, the pitch, had a little bit more intensity. And depending on the situation, you can vary that intensity. Bottom of the ninth inning tie game maybe a little different than fourth inning, something like that. But you could hear, and again, if you want to listen back to that one, go ahead. But that one, I stepped up the intensity just a little bit on the action, on the play. And that's what I mean by varying your cadence. You want to have that distinct difference because subconsciously, a listener, and I'm talking mainly about radio here, but it holds true to some degree on TV as well. A listener subconsciously develops that rhythm and and develops a comfort in that rhythm that you're describing. Most of it's downtime, but they can pick up and they can key in on a pitch. So if they're washing the car, they're taking the dog for a walk, they're taking the kids to a dance class, whatever it might be, and they've got the game on. they can differentiate. It makes it a lot easier for the listener to hear when you vary that cadence and just increase that intensity just a little bit on the pitch, on the play, on the even the anticipation of the pitch upcoming in another second. That's going to help them key in. So maybe your banter for 30 seconds in between pitches or maybe longer than that, maybe that banter is in their mind, but it's not at quite the level as when you call their attention by increasing your intensity. I hope that makes sense because that was one of the things, I mean, of all the things that could have been brought up to me when listening to my tape. I mean, at the time I was... 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, working in professional baseball as a professional baseball broadcaster. And I'm sure, and definitely as I found out, sitting in classes with Marty Glickman and having him do the same thing by critiquing my work, there were an awful lot of things I could improve upon. And that's the case for, really for all of us at every stage of our career, but certainly as an 18, 19, 20-year-old. And Marty would stop the tape and he would, put it all out there on the line. That was one of the great things that we did at Fordham was we would sit with Marty Glickman on a Tuesday afternoon, one o'clock. We might spend an hour and a half in a classroom on the third floor or the second floor at Fordham university in Keating hall. And Marty would be sitting in the front with a table and a cassette player. And then I would be sitting in the, in the, the seats, the student seats, the desks, you know, with, me, I'm sitting there, Spiro Didis is there, Connell McShane, uh, Tony Rialli, just Mike Maffey, just to name a, a few. And we'd be sitting there and he'd say, okay, who's next? Who's going to bring their tape up? And you could see who was confident. You could see who was frightened. Because it's intimidating to listen to your tape in front of your peers and your classmates and to have it critiqued, good, bad, and indifferent in front of everyone. But I'll tell you, that was one of the best ways to improve because I learned from hearing Spiro's. Tony learned from hearing mine. Connell learned from hearing Tony's. We all learned from each other. It was great, and that was really the foundation. And that's really what I try to emulate with our VIP community, our Sportscasters Club VIP exclusive community where we collaborate and we all improve together. So check that out at SportscastersClub.com. But that's What happened that one day where the sports executive listened to my tape? Could have picked out a lot of things, but the first thing he mentioned to me about my broadcast was that I needed to vary my cadence. I needed to make it easier on the listener, and that way my words would have more impact when the ball was in play. It made a great impact on me as a broadcaster, and I tried to improve on that from that day forward, and hopefully I did. Certainly I think I got better over the next five, 10, 20 years in this industry. And certainly I think I'm better today than I was then. So I thank him for that. And I thank you for listening to the second key. So again, I will wrap up this episode, review key number one, key number two, and I'll give you a little hint about key number three when I return. (laughs) If this is the year that you want to improve your sports broadcasting skills, then why not start your own podcast? It's simple and fun. We use Buzzsprout to host our podcast, and you can too. Simply click on the Buzzsprout link in today's episode notes. And if you have questions while you are creating your podcast, let us know. We'd like to help you. All right, so we're talking about how to do baseball play-by-play. Last episode, we touched on the first key to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. That was attention to detail. Today was part two, key number two. It was varying your cadence. And next episode, we're going to touch on part three, the third key to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. And this one, uh, in many ways, is where the rubber meets the road, or if To choose another cliche, this is where you separate the men from the boys. This is where you separate... This is one we always used to use when I was broadcasting with Bill Rogan. We used to call people amateurs. You know, the professional broadcasters that came out, that did a good job, that knew what they were doing, that were serious about the industry and improving their craft. Those were the pros. Those were the professionals. The amateurs were the ones that just showed up and winged it, that didn't prepare, that didn't care too much, that didn't dress the part that didn't interact with people professionally. Those were the amateurs or the fantasy campers. We want you to be a professional, a professional broadcaster, and in this case, a professional baseball play-by-play announcer. So part number three coming up next episode, we'll touch on the third key, and I think that's the one that's really going to separate the professionals from the amateurs. So we will see you then. I hope you tune in. And again, thanks for sharing this episode with your friends, your family anyone in your life that's interested in sports broadcasting and specifically for this episode baseball play-by-play don't forget check out our vip exclusive membership at sportscastersclub.com right now there's a special promo going on so you can certainly join us and for everyone else we will see you next time thanks for listening to the sportscasters club radio show at sportscastersclub.com Don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode. And thanks for liking, sharing, posting reviews, and spreading the word.